0: Good morning. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul Angeline. And today we're going to talk about people's favorite monsters in RPGs.
1: Wow. So, I think for the most part I uh, I've been playing D&D or some form of it. So, my favorite monster is a D&D related monster. Okay. <laughs> but there's other monsters that from other other games that were pretty pretty cool. But for me, it's the one that I think the monster that I used that I remember, that I remember the reaction to the monster. I remember how the players were scared and excited about this monster. And it's a monster that even like years later, my son remembers. So it was a cool monster.
0: I remember it better than your son and you
1: both. <laughs> so the monster I'm talking about is the Joe Tun troll.
0: It has nine heads, and Saul's version. They argued with each other, which right. was hilarious.
1: And I and I think that's what I really liked about it is it had nine heads, right? And I for some reason I thought it only had three, but but it's out of the. at the time we were playing Pathfinder, so it's out of the Beast Jerry Three Pathfinder book. Core, I don't know if it's not; it wouldn't be a core book, but the Beast Jerry Three book. It was uh, those books by that time. My my friends were my friend. My sons were playing, even Jolene was playing at that time. And they would periodically give me books because they wanted me to keep playing or running Pathfinder. What I found exciting about it is exactly that, the the role-playing possibilities. Because in the book, it says that each head had its own brain, even though it was all connected to the same body. And that they would argue about who would get to eat somebody, even though obviously the nutrients all went to one body, which was lost on each head, right? So they weren't exactly the smartest heads in the world and i just thought it was really neat and when i was role-playing it i just really played that part to the hilt because one head was really was smarter than the other ones and you know so every every head that i could think of had a separate personality
0: the the funniest part was they was when they wanted to go in different directions because some of the heads wanted to go one way and some of the heads wanted to go the other way so he couldn't actually move
1: (laughs) yeah i i I really like. I said I really role played the heck out of it, and and I thought that was pretty neat. It was fun, and I think it was what makes that game, that particular monster memorable in my player's eyes, and obviously my my wife who was playing, she corrected me. I thought I only had three heads, and so did my son. And then when I actually found the book, and looked it up, it was actually nine heads. So it was. Even- I
0: was right for once, and they were like, you know, wow, she's right.
1: <laughs> and, and it's a tough monster, right? It's. If you look in the if you look in the area, it's thirty five feet tall. It is obviously huge. In the Pathfinder, there's a it has a lot of hit points. I think it has over two hundred hit points. So it's a very formidable foe. I, I, even if I used it as a kind of a, a dumb argumentative with itself type of monster, it was still a good adversary for the players. And I had a lot of fun. And I guess like it
0: was a troll, right? Trolls are hard to kill.
1: Right, right. So I had, I think I had that, that, uh, regenerative yeah. powers. And, and it was funny is that at the time, uh, Steve was a rogue, my, our friend, the father of my son's friends. And, and he was a rogue and he was used to back going and backstabbing everything in sight. And, uh, and because Joe Tund has nine heads and it's all, all around the body, it can't be surprised, it can't be backstabbed. And he was really upset. When he rolled, you know, because he rolled, uh, he goes, I'm going to roll, uh, uh, what is it, to surprise it or something. And I go, you yeah, know, don't worry about it. He goes, why? He goes, because uh, you can't surprise it. And he goes, and he was like kind of mad, kind of you know, kind of upset that he couldn't backstab this monster and do all kinds of damage. And so I'm like, no, it, it has, because uh, it has nine heads. It's looking all directions. He goes, but but I have, no, you know, that was the special ability of a rogue. And, and I go, no, he has the ability not to be surprised or it's called all seeing." So it was pretty funny uh, and uh, and that made it harder for him so then he had to change his tactic.
0: Well that's that's the good thing about different monsters, right? That's one of the reasons it's Saul's favorite. One of Saul's favorite monsters is because whenever monsters have abilities that can kind of mess with the players, their normal attacks that they use, it makes it more memorable, right?
1: Oh yeah, definitely. I mean my son uh, that that monster I used that monster what, 8 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, he was At like least. 12. Yeah. At the, you know, or 10. And uh, it was a lot of fun. I mean, this is the, uh, we were still playing Pathfinder. So that means it was still pretty early on uh, when he was really young. I think we switched to, we switched to uh, D&D and like.
0: He was in middle school when we switched to D&D. Maybe almost high
1: school. I think he was Mm -hmm. in high school. Anyway, so, uh, and then he, like I said, he's a very formidable monster. He gets like three attacks. He has a big old club. Uh, he has a bite and he has a claw. he has a huge
0: reach because he's 35
1: feet tall, so, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, this reach, he has, uh, and he's always hungry. That was another thing that, I, you know, they would argue about who gets to eat who. Yeah. That's always fun. Kind of like, I ra- kind of ran him like, like uh, Tolkien's trolls, right? All three trolls. All together. But all together. And I added, you know, six more personalities. So that was fun. And he has a huge attack, right? He's, uh, he could be very, very dangerous.
0: Well, I think the thing about what your favorite monsters are are, is how well it's going to come across to the players and how well you can um, use them to your advantage in fights and stuff, right? Because obviously they're put there as an obstacle or a, a means to an end for the players, right, right, right? right? So all monsters, they're you know they're easy monsters, and I've and it was interesting reading about this what people thought about favorite monsters, on. <laughs> I got on this thread on Reddit, and they were... Uh-oh. And, it's always dangerous. And this, this one guy goes, well, hill giants are my favorite monsters because they can't mess with my players' um, abilities. And I'm like going, okay. <laughs> but if you're putting a monster in front of them, you want to give them a challenge, right?
1: I don't know. I mean, it depends on which... You know, every GM is different, as I'm, uh, we already know that, and... Everybody has their own style. I, I don't understand that one, though. What,
0: I, I, I didn't understand it either. Because these people were saying, one, one person goes, Beholders are really cool. Yeah. And beholders are, cool. are really cool, yes. but I wouldn't want to fight one.
1: <laughs> I, it was funny. Uh, Beholder came up not too long ago. That's, I do want to talk about Beholders, but uh, one of our friends said he, hit his fourth fourth level group, uh, was uh, only four people came across a, a Beholder, and they were able to kill it, so... He said his GM kind of had... He believes he had a fudge to roll because they can't believe that they actually survived. But anyway... I'm
0: pretty sure Beholder would kill four people, even if they were... Fourth level?
1: Yeah. 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 Easy. Anyway, so back to Joe Chund. Uh, He's really cool. Uh, I described described him the way he looked, and uh, it was pretty frightening. And he was... uh, he, well, I don't know if it trolls, he, I guess it could be a she, but uh, of course. And uh, well, it's usually they're solitary, right? And In the book, it says they're solitary. And, uh, but every once in a while, they'll form war parties. And I can't imagine a war party of one through four, Joe Tons, just ravaging the whole area. And then probably just getting into a fight at the very end if they win, because you know, they don't like sharing, probably. They already have to share with nine, eight other entities in their own head. So, body... So sharing with, oh, I can't do the math. Other trails. Yeah, thirty-two. Nine heads. Thirty-two
0: in the heads. <laughs> uh, four times nine is thirty-six. 30.
1: Thirty-six. There you go. <laughs> anyway, so I, I really had a lot of fun, and I think I brought him back because the 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 party didn't kill him. But he was able to get away, and of course, they hurt him pretty bad, but because he's a troll, he could regenerate. I think
0: he Did because I remember the when they finally did kill him, they chopped up chopped him up and put him into a hole to bury him and because I think you burned him I think I think that's, that's what, what it they was. did after cause he came back <laughs>
1: <laughs> he came back and then he wasn't too happy and neither were the players but uh it was fun like I said anything that ca- causes memories or creates a memory that lasts for a long time and in this case I don't know how long it's gonna last but it's been uh eight or nine years and my son who was ten twelve around that period he remembers him and as soon as I mentioned him he goes oh yeah I remember him and uh that's, and that's neat. I mean, for me as a GM, as a player, and as a participant in this game, that's, that's, that's what it's all about, right? Creating memories and having fun. So that was pretty cool. So my next one is the, I don't know how you would term them, the ever-present or the multitudes of kobolds slash goblins. So really, kobolds and goblins in my book are almost the same thing. The kobolds, are, I think, but don't tell them that because, well, no. you know. I like kobolds pretty because they look different, right? They're like little reptilian type things, right? And they believe that they come from dragons. So they have this pretty big what is it? Uh, they think highly of themselves, <laughs> even though they're not really too smart.
0: I, I think that low level um, monsters, well, I, I guess you shouldn't really call them monsters, races of kobolds and goblins are. Are pretty cool because they can be a, a they can be they can make it difficult for your party to do stuff, right? Because they could get in the way.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, and, I mean,
0: if you have to kill ten of them in a row, then or figure out what they're doing,
1: right, right. And they're usually up to no good, you know. They they, they got. I think there was a you talked about something you read on Reddit or this or or something where they had made a list. The kobolds had made a list to. How to take over the world is That's for something. the next episode, dude. Oh, that's for the next episode. <laughs> anyway, I thought it was pretty funny. But kobolds are, and goblins, I kind of put them in the same boat. They're like half a hit die. You know, at least I remember from A, D, and D. So that means their hit points are between 1 and 4. So they're pretty easily dispatched in that sense. But in multitudes, they can be really dangerous. And and that's, they multiply like crazy, right? So uh, the only problem is that they can be very, uh, not a problem, but the really fun part is that they can be crazy right goblins right. the same way
0: i think that um well, what what i what i had read or actually we watched it on a video was these kobolds had had a list the first list was to um get weapons
1: yeah i think it was weapons the
0: second one was to i forget
1: they had, they had a list of four things, and and and
0: the third one was question, question, question. Yeah,
1: they didn't quite. The fourth
0: then, list was to conquer the world. Conquer the world. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was on the list, so it was pretty neat. I think uh, you, you, there can be comical relief in in certain senses. I remember in the, again Pathfinder, I was uh, playing goblins, and, or it was in the uh, Rise of the Rune Lords, and at one point they come across and it's in the book right it's in the actual uh, adventure where they come across a bunch of goblins who have taken over this like castle or something and and they come across a runt goblin right a little goblin even smaller than the normal goblin and and so they threaten him with uh, to kill him if it, and he goes oh no i'll tell you a secret secret you know and i gave him a really funky voice And a mistake I made is that there's no name in the in the in the the Never named the goblin. I named the goblin Dink. I don't know if you remember that. And the
0: boys just went crazy and just wanted to put him in a backpack and feed him cheese. Right, right,
1: because he was tiny, right? So they're like, so he agreed to the to the to the deal. They agreed to the deal. They go, they won't kill him, and they gave him cheese. I think that's what it was. And he, you know, he'd rather have dog but he took the cheese and ate it anyway and so he ate he said and he tells him something and it was true you know he he, he 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 was badly treated by the other uh goblins because he was a runt exactly because he was small and that's all a power structure for goblins.
0: which by the way that just the boys just took to that like
1: yes and they were small
0: they were that's small the, and, and you know they played pathfinder with their their with their parents i mean come on they 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 had an interesting experience at school. You know, they, they each had to navigate their own social right. situations. So right. so they, they identified with Dink.
1: Right, Dink. I mean, I think everybody faces some, not, I won't say bullying, but some, I guess it is bullying at some point. And, and either you, no matter how you deal with that situation, whether you, you know, you stand up for yourself or you avoid those people or, or whatever, uh, it was... Uh, they obviously love that little guy, right? And and I called him like I gave him a cute little name and uh particularly my son, he goes, Okay, well he goes he goes, uh I'm just gonna keep feeding him cheese. I go, Okay. He's gonna keep following you. He goes, Okay. So they you know so they go through the through that dungeon or that that adventure or that part of the adventure where they clear out the castle and they figure out that they kinda gotta keep going and Dink is following them the whole time. And then uh at one point, uh, I think it was it was Augustine who was a plain a monk. He didn't have a lot of stuff anyway, so he goes, he goes, I'm gonna clear out my backpack and I, I'm gonna put dink in it. And he goes, you're gonna put that goblin like right behind your head. He goes, yeah. He was, you know, he's gonna think you're tasty. Your ears are tasty because I just keep feeding him cheese. Goes, okay, so like the whole, and then so uh, that went on for a while, and uh, unfortunately, I think that game just just fell apart because uh, we uh, we stopped playing for a little while.
0: I don't remember. I it was a long time ago. It was
1: a long time ago. But uh, but it's funny. Uh, the thing you shouldn't do is if you don't want them to adopt a monster, don't give them a cute name, right? So uh, that was, uh, I, I think it, it was a meme somewhere on Facebook. That was, um, I don't know, one of the main, many groups I belong to. And somebody posted something that is, He goes, this guy had made up a fierce monster, blah, 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 you know. And, you know, it's just a meme. And then he goes, and at the very end it says, and then the players want to adopt it as a pet. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's exactly what happened. And I think, uh, barring giving them cute names and being trying to adopt a a runt, a goblin, uh, or kobold, I think...
0: uh, I want to do a kobold because they're they're, they're more reptilian-like.
1: Right, well, I remember, okay, I don't know how... (laughs) I was just gonna say this uh, a little years ago uh, in oh not years ago but yo oh, yeah years ago but in the A D and d I forget I don't know if it's the monsters manual it has to be the monster manual or it could be in the player or it could be in the player's handbook where they have a picture of kobolds attacking the, a party and this one kobold has like a little spear and he's attacking and he looks really cute you know because he's tiny he has these little horns and uh, and I thought he looked cute because it's a it's a line art type of uh, illustration. And uh, I can't remember what I I don't have. I don't think I have any AD&D books. I don't think I I sold them all. But anyway, so I thought that illustration was cute. And and then later on, uh, they come up with the idea that they're more reptilian Reptilian. and they have a snout and stuff. Then this other kobold illustration, he kind of had this round face. He kind of looked like a like a teddy bear kind of thing. So another thing I like about those kind of monsters, goblins and, and, and kobolds, is that. You can change them right you can uh, add in pathfinder i think i had to use them in pathfinder by the time pathfinder came out they said that you could you could change the monster and make them more powerful by adding them by you know making them a higher level theoretically and i thought that was a great idea and i thought why wouldn't kobolds you know have like stronger people right they can be stronger and it doesn't have to be that to be stronger like they have 20 hit points or something. They could just have, like, higher, higher armor class and and have, like, better weapons, right? And thus, and at one point, it was funny because uh, I think we'll, we'll play Pathfinder still. And they went into a tomb. This might have been before you were playing. Uh, a tomb of some sort, and it was guarded by what I called, uh, I forget what I call them, guardian kobolds or, or pikemen. Or, or not men, pike kobolds. And they were armored with plate armor i don't know where they got it i didn't think about it that far and they had these long spears and so they were able to keep the players back and they kept attacking them and then the players you know who were not that high level would attack and then they have plate armor on right so their armor class is like really high and they were more difficult to hit that made them really really problematic for the players and i just love that idea that you could scale one by number and by adding things to their to their stats kobolds can be really difficult cuz and there's a whole bunch of them right you know and, and when you when you look at the old rules they would say like encounter 20 to 200 right cuz people would randomly determine your encounter or randomly determine how many are appearing and it would have that it would have it in the in the rule book it would say appearing one through 10 one through and then kobolds it said 20 to 200 so can you imagine being inundated with 200 kobolds on a random table? But l- that's what you do is, is, is as the characters go up in level and they could be, you know, I, you know you, they could be kind of swaths through goblins, but if there's enough of them, they can really be problematic and I think well yeah because you're
0: gonna get hit sooner or later yeah, by I mean, one of what, those goblins what
1: is it it's a it's a
0: depends on your level too i mean if it's annoying or if it's actually gonna knock you down right well
1: it's it, what is it? it's a it's a death by a thousand cuts yes a, yeah. thousand paper cuts so i think kobos are pretty cool i i use them still every once in a while and i and i've changed the way i use them that i don't uh they're more crafty instead of just, Dumb and just charge into combat, you know, because they don't want to die. They and, have a plan, and they have well as as, plan, as planning as as mm-hmm. good of a plan as they can plan, They can muster. I still play them kind of dumb, but crafty. I think there's a difference uh, or sly. You know that I think that gives them a that gives them a less of, of, a, of, a, of a of a simple attack and yeah. and be killed type of thing. Where they do kobos go-
0: have sh- shamans? Because
1: I think I think goblins do. I'm not sure about kobolds but i'm sure you can why not
0: I, i'm just saying that a lot of times one of the, the things that Saul's always done and and i find it interesting and i like it is usually there's a for the in the villainous party there's usually a shaman or a um especially for the goblins and stuff which you don't always you can't always tell, but sometimes they're wearing you know like uh robes oh, yeah. or, or bones, t- bones, bones yeah or that, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: our parties learned that you got to take out the magic user first, doesn't matter <laughs> what kind of monster it is or even a human or whatever those magic users are the ones that are directing everybody right
1: usually because they tend to be in charge too, uh,
0: yeah, because they tend to to get rid of people that they don't like if they're <laughs> of the evil variety. <laughs> Or kobolds that they don't like. You know? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> kobolds.
1: Yeah, I think uh, that's totally correct. You have, somebody has to be leading them, even right. if it's a, a low-level magic user. I don't know how, how high-level kobold or goblin shamans can be. It's usually not very high, I don't think. But they are, like I said, they are crafty, and they can use tactics and traps and stuff like that. Even if they're terrible traps, even if, they're, if the characters see them, but they make a lot of traps, right? Because so they don't care. They got all the time in the world. And uh, all it takes is one trap to foil the players uh, or slow them down or whatever you want to do with them. But I really like I said, I really like kobolds. You, you can put them in their warrens. You can have them attacking in the middle of the night. Most goblins and kobolds, no matter what rules you're using, can see in the dark. That's a really disadvantage to the players unless the players can see the dark. I always liked using them. They're just a fun staple of most fantasy games. And and I think they're fun. And if you use them differently than just rush and attack and be slaughtered, make them sneaky, make, make them do faint attacks, give them that sly part of a person, give them that sly personality, and I think it'll go far with them. And it'll be more more interesting. And you could use them at higher levels. Like uh, I remember using bands of goblins. I mean, hundreds of goblins. When you guys were like 6th or 7th level. And though you guys were killing them, they were also like, you guys were starting to get a little worried every once in a while. Because well, how many more goals could there be? Because <laughs> <laughs> they came out of the moors, the uh, 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 swamplands up in the, above uh, Parenland. Uh, uh, above, not land. That's the Greyhawk above uh, Suzeo and uh, Cormier. That was a fun game. And at first it was like, oh, you know, the, the players were having no time, you know, no no, uh, no problem, you know, killing them. And they would get hurt. And every once in a while they'd get an arrow at them and, and stuff. But then after a while, I don't think he had a clerk at the time. They're like, hey, we, we're getting hurt here. But they were able to get rid of the, the bands of of goblins. Well, of course, they would be led by some more powerful figure. So, Of course. Yeah. Those are my two favorite ones. I... In other games, like I, I was really uh, fascinated with the Alien Alien game that I ran. They used a, a different type of Alien that wasn't uh, the typical, the one in the movies, which I thought was pretty cool. If you ever run the Alien uh, game, it's in the, it's in one of the uh, scenarios that's printed. But back to fantasy, there's still some other ones that I've used, and I've had a lot, a lot of fun using. You have a list of pe- people's favorite monster. Some of the which I've never used, like when you talked about a beholder. holder, I've always wanted to use one, but I always thought they were really so dangerous <laughs> that I was scared that it might kill the party.
0: I think some of the ones on my list that I like are, I like mimics because <laughs> you don't know that they're there, right?
1: I don't uh, think I, I don't, I've ever used a mimic against you guys. I don't think so.
0: I don't know. I've used mimics in... In the dungeon, one that we ran, that I ran. Oh yeah,
1: World yeah, 20. yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I think I, I think because I never used them, would use one, a mimic. That I, we were pretty surprised because I, I don't remember us being too cautious about it, and then, and then when the you,
0: boys were pretty cautious because they play online. That's true. DDO. And I thought it was very interesting because you don't look at chess the same way once you've run into a
1: no, 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 no. And and even. Even in old school, even playing since original D&D, even though I've never run, ac- my character, and me as a player, I've never run across a Mimic. Everybody has heard of a Mimic. And when there's that chest sitting there and it's all by itself, everybody It's really fed. shiny. <laughs> everybody goes, oh, it's a trap. And I always, and I, like I said, I've always uh, wanted to use one. I thought they were pretty fascinating because, you know, they're really monsters. And there's different pictures, I think, in the AD&D book, or books, I don't know which one again, but there's a guy is like a thief ready to pick the lock, and he's like bent over, hunched over, and there's a big old fist coming out of the chest, you know, like swinging up from the side, and he's like totally unaware. And then there's another picture since then, you know, since more modern pictures, is like if somebody's approaching and going to open the chest, and it, and it's opening. The chest is opening. And it's a big old um. ball, a <laughs> big old mouth with large teeth. But uh, I've never actually used them. I remember that's right. You used them in that in the Mad Mage dungeon, right? That's where it was.
0: Yeah, some of some of the monsters that I liked that I used. I, I like skeletons. Skeletons. Yes. Because piercing damage doesn't do any. You only get like half damage. Half damage. Image.
1: And the slashing is only half damage.
0: Yeah, you have to do bludgeoning damage to get rid of those
1: bones. Yes, and that goes back to AD&D because I remember clerics would always be fun or have a way. Uh, uh, they would have a heyday with. One, because you could turn them, and two, you could have full damage because they usually use a mace. Yeah. Right. So that was pretty cool.
0: I think the ghosts are always good, too, because it takes the players a while to figure out that there's a ghost. <laughs> One of the games, the, it was the Mad Mages dungeon. Right. There was a ghost in there. And it took you guys like a whole session to figure out that it was a ghost trying to lead you a certain oh, way. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. That was a, he was a pain in the ass, or she was. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> I think it was a guy. It was a girl. It was a girl. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, what? What is wrong with this dude? Just. And then when you when when it finally came out that it was that we figured it out. Well, I don't know if you fi- we figured it out or you just told us because you're so tired of us running around in circles. I'm like, oh, it's a ghost. That's right. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> it was just like cuz we were trying to we were trying to rescue this ghost cuz it kept pleading out of a well or a yes. hole. And I'm like, "Oh, come on." And, and and it was just a real yeah. So and that's out of our need to rescue things, right? Cuz I was a paladin. I go, "I want to rescue this so in distress." And there was no nothing to rescue. <laughs> so I was kinda, <clears throat> I was kind of a uh, I was kind of surprised and perturbed at the same time and I'm like, "Ghost, damn
0: it." I think that um, I used ghosts in a different campaign when I was when you were you were a paladin then too. It I was yeah. probably the same characters. Yes, but um, we were, you were on a road and there were, you could see the the ghost.
1: Oh yes, but
0: you couldn't actually get closer to him, right? Do anything? Yeah, to that, yeah. Which frustrated you until one of you figured out it was a ghost.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think I have ever used the ghost. I- because they are dangerous, right? Because yeah. in the old in the old game in the old game in AD and D, I think ghosts used to like, like they would have this chill touch and stuff like that. They were and they were hard to hit and and they could turn invisible and all these things. And so they were really really nasty, really nasty. And and what was funny is that when you try to kill one, I don't I'm not even sure you could you could attack one unless you had like a magical weapon, I think. So. Usually
0: so, with ghosts, I think what you want to do is figure out what it is they need to move on.
1: Right. And then, at, you know, at the time, you know, I was you know, a teenager. and I just wanted to try to kill it because it was like damaging and hurting us. Now, I think I would take that, that kind of attack where a little bit more intelligence instead of the hack and slash kid that I was. Either in play, coming across one when playing or or using one in in the game as a GM because you do want to have this story. of Why is this ghost around? You know that's what's, what I had. An, what's its ghost story? What, why
0: <laughs> why do you need to help this ghost? Yes. get So he can move on. So you can move on.
1: Because then you can, yeah. So I can get keep on with my game, with my with my quest. I also
0: so. used giant skeletons in that in that game and yeah, which almost killed you yes. because. You thought you could just go up against a giant skeleton? No, no. I no. didn't know that giant skeletons do a lot more damage than. Well, no.
1: Well, well of course they're giant, right? And then uh, two, I didn't, I didn't see them, right? They were literally hiding behind a wall. The classic, you know, what is it? Uh, dumb Paladin walks into, you know, we're in this. I don't know what it was, like catacombs or something like that. And and I, I'll go away from the group because the group was solidly beating something up or whatever. So I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go right over here. And I go, dip, do, dip, and I go into this to this uh, other room. Uh, and on either side are these two giant skeletons, which I didn't see. I didn't, I didn't perceive them. So I walk on through, and they both get a free attack on me or a first attack. And then they both do critical hits on me, and my paladin is down. So skeletons, you're right. You can scale them up or down and make a, maybe a dragon skeleton. Can you imagine that thing?
0: <laughs> I, I, what's a dragon skeleton called it's a it's a special word for a dragon because we, we I there was a one a that, that's what it is a dracolich because there was one in that mad mage's tomb mad yes. mage's dungeon yes yes That you guys were like 10th or 11th level um,
1: I was 10th and I think the rest of them were 11th and 12th level even
0: and that that was even pretty hard for you guys too I pulled a couple punches on that one because it so was do pretty, massive damage yeah 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 I wasn't expecting you to, to like try to take it out. I was expecting you to. I thought it was a dumb idea to but walk away. So my
1: my my party decided that they could take it. Should have killed them.
0: Well, dragons are always good, though, right? Oh, dragons, the, yes. Because, well, that was a dead dragon, but you know, dragons are good. Because, well,
1: jackalicious are really tough. I think. Yeah. Because they've got special powers.
0: Because there's the you wanna you wanna chase the dragon, but you don't want the dragon to chase you, right?
1: right yeah i think uh switching to dragons i think that what i when i used to use dragons they were very uh they were just this monstrous beast that everybody was scared of and i don't think i don't think i ever used a dragon or the characters were high, le- high enough level to to tackle one until like my last campaign of uh, storm king's thunder right that and then even then even then my players were kind of Dumb, right? Because they, tr- the couple of them were trying to steal from the dragon yes. board, right? That's Again, what
0: happens when you have rogues in your party,
1: right? The rogues, and so, uh, did he catch them? I don't know. But somehow he, he, he uh, anyway. So dragons, what I, what I decided to do is, I give one, I try to not to use them very often, and two, when I u- do use them, uh, they definitely have their own personality. They definitely have, have uh you
0: used a dragon in Shadowrun,
1: right? Yes. Which
0: we we figured out it was a dragon pretty quickly, just because we're used to Saul and we had an idea that you know nothing is what it seems, especially in Shadowrun, right?
1: Right. Well, I was trying. I was playing a very heavy hand. Now I don't know what to call heavy-handed, but so my idea was is that this dragon was newly newly woken up, right? He had been asleep and. So there's our, in Shadowrun, it's a cyberpunk game. It's in the future, and there's already established dragons that control this and control that. Usually mega corporations and stuff. And so this guy, this dragon, that guy, this dragon had woken up and was getting his bearings on the world. And he was old enough and smart enough to know that he was not in a position of power when he woke up, because it's not the world that he went to sleep in. So he's. Gathering his gather information, gathering holdings, and he's he's willing to make deals that other dragons wouldn't make deals because a lot of other dragons are in you know in, in a place of power, in a p- place of vast power, right yeah. where they control vast, huge corporations. This guy's like, well, I'm not really in that point yet, so he's making a deal with these players to do something because he's this is a new world and not the world that he he went to sleep in. Uh, he's very, he's, he thinks everything is interesting and unusual. And, and so that's what I, I kind of played him like a fish out of water, kind of, uh, somebody who's very curious and somebody who was very odd as I remember. And, uh, they were very suspicious of him right away. And, uh, I thought it was, I thought I played him really well. I think the only... I think one player had this, like, crazy sense of smell that he was able to, uh, Yes. And then so they kind of figured it out right, not right away, but pretty earlier than I suspected. uh, Because I was just trying to play him as a weirdo kind of thing. Some rich dude. And then the rest of it was, uh, uh, the reveal was kind of weird because it was like. It wasn't,
0: it's not the first time we ran into a dragon in human form because. Yes. um, I think
1: Storm King's Thunder, there were a couple of them. There was a golden dragon that was in human form on, an, on, a on, boat. A, on a boat on a deserted island kind of thing. And you yeah. guys, you guys found him and he was just asking questions and stuff. And he was very curious and you're like, what the hell are you doing Well, out here? not
0: only that, but we had a, a a monk with us that was like a dragon. Af- of- oh yeah, he was a dragon aficionado. Yes.
1: That's right. Yeah, he, he his his goal was to find a dragon and, and talk to him. That was his life goal. And, uh. And he did, and he didn't know it. And I, he didn't know it. Well, I,
0: I don't know if he knew it or not. No. I think we all suspected it, but our characters didn't necessarily right. know it.
1: Right. That was fun. And there was, a,
0: but there was a blue dragon in that one too, right? There was
1: um, a blue dragon yeah. that was the, or the enemy, which she actually finally had to kill at the very end of the game. And there was a green dragon that was a little bit nuts that she got stumbled upon, stumbled upon, stumbled upon at a oh. at a forest. Yeah. And he was uh or she was was having a, like a mental breakdown kind of yeah. thing. And, but obviously it's still very dangerous because an ancient dragon, uh, if you play Stone King's Thunder, that's the one inside. If
0: you, the- if you ever meet dragons in your in your playing, you probably want to be really careful because right. you don't want to die.
1: Well, it was funny because in Shadowrun, uh, you guys were, were, uh, he had a deal for you guys. He was making, he was trying to employ you. And there's a book called uh, a Shadowrun book. A novel called Never Make a Deal with a Dragon. So I thought <laughs> I thought that was very uh, telling, and I thought it was very like. But also, if a dragon
0: works. asks you to do something, you probably don't want to say no in Shadowrun.
1: An offer you cannot refuse, yeah. right? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think. I don't know. I think I played it that way because I think he was very cordial in a certain sense. But maybe that was. But what he was you. still a
0: dragon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> One of
0: the. Are you done with dragons?
1: I, I'm done with dragons. I, ultimately, when you play a dragon. Uh, I think we talked about a little bit on how to play these weird, really powerful uh, creatures. Is that their their motivations are totally alien to people, right? So, so if you play them really wacky, I think that's the best way to play a dragon. Not wacky like stupid, but wacky like you have no idea what like eccentric, eccentric, and you don't know how idea what their motivations are, why they do certain things, yeah, and which would. Be, seem kind of odd to a person only because you do, can't understand what's going on in their brain
0: and you probably don't want to
1: it's like understanding an alien right i don't understand where you're coming from because there's no you don't, you don't have parity with that item or the item with that creature and i think that's what when i play a dragon they're usually uh what is it there's i guess eccentric is a word but i oh, just just weird because you don't know what their their goals are. Or, you don't know where they're coming from. So I think that's what's so fun about playing dragons.
0: the uh, The last monster that I think that people really liked was the Mind Flayer. Oh, and they called it the Little Cthulhu. Oh, baby Cthulhu. Baby Cthulhu. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And then I saw. I looked at the picture. I'm all okay. And I used a. I used them once, um, and. Because I I was on I was online with a random where you could do a random encounters. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And I found them and I used them in one of the campaigns and unfortunately, as soon as I described what the what they look like, the three of the the the, the boys they already had gone through the the monster manual. Oh of course and, yeah. And they knew exactly what they were, which made them very leery because one of their things is they can attack you and if they if they roll fifty five they, they when they attack you, they can attack you to try to take your brain and if they roll a certain amount like they they get ten d d ten or something and it's like you can get they can get up to like fifty five that's the average that the will hit points that they'll take oh all oh, hit points and damage. if they and if your hit points go under zero, then they actually kill you and suck out your brain right so Ian knew that, right? So he's like, right, "We <laughs> got to stay from away from this thing. <laughs> we got to kill it from far away." And then they're all, "How do you do that? How are you going to be able to kill this?" And they have like a, they have no not immunity, but they have a advantage if you're using magic on them. So using magic isn't, and they do psychic damage. right? Yes, so.
1: yes, psychic damage because they have, I don't know, they're, they're, yeah.
0: So it was a, it was an interesting. They, the the, the the group was higher level, they were at least 10th level, and it was an interesting encounter because the boys knew what it was, but they also had to figure out how they could go about killing it without...
1: Without dying. Without dying, yeah. right?
0: So that made I, when when I saw other people thought that that was a really cool monster, I was like, I thought it was a little scary myself to even run it because I was like, that's a lot of... I don't want to accidentally kill somebody because I roll good and, and they're all watching me roll the dice, right? It's not like I'm rolling behind a screen.
1: Right, right. You were, you do, I, uh, you kind of took the s- same tact that I did as roll uh, everything out in the open. Uh, I've never used them. I never use them because they're really dangerous and they're really, and usually they're not alone. Cause, no, because they're because they're supposed to be really, really smart, right? Mind flayers. and so. They don't do dumb things. They don't act dumb and they don't, ex- I would play them like they don't usually expose themselves to be openly attacked mm-hmm. and they have minions because that's mm-hmm. what they do. They control people's brains or even creatures' brains. So they're like master manipulators and stuff. I've never, I've never run of mind flayer mainly because of that, because I think they're pretty tough to run. And that's another thing is that as soon as you describe them, everybody knows what it is. Alan and Ian and, and Augustine, our sons and our friends' kids, I was like, well, I've never battled one of these, but as my character was, I'm ready to go for it. And they're like, no, 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 no. And they're like trying to keep me away. And I go, what? We got to kill it because I know they're evil. And I was a paladin. But they were just like really uh, cautious. And I guess you should be. But think about it. I think we, they're obviously metagaming and I don't like doing that. So that's why I was ready to attack and go hand-to-hand with them. Though so that would have probably been a mistake.
0: Especially since your paladin can, had that shield that brought stuff towards you.
1: Only only ranged attacks.
0: Only ranged yeah. attacks? Okay. Yeah. A
1: no, magical attack. But they're fun. I think they're pretty interesting. Like I said, I've never ran one. It, gives it, <clears> it <throat>
0: makes it challenging, right? Oh, hell yeah. And, and it also gives your players the opportunity to, to walk away.
1: Right. That's to, a good opportunity. To,
0: you know, you, you, you got to run into things that you can't kill. Right.
1: That's true. That's true. And we should have ran away from it. Did we run away?
0: I, I think they did. Okay. I think the boys convinced you that this is, was, was yeah, not where you wanted yeah,
1: to be. Yeah. No, I, I, we forgot to talk about beholders.
0: And beholders, yes.
1: Right. So one of my friends that we, I just mentioned earlier, he came across this, him and his group came across this emo beholder. He just wanted to be hugged. Right. That's what, that's what the beholders said. But, and, uh, and, and something else, you want and be a friend of something.
0: I don't think I would want to hug a beholder. <laughs> and so,
1: <sighs> this is funny. And so, they're playing, they're fourth level characters. And my friend's like, well, you know, maybe we should. And then his friend's just attacked, right? <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should. <laughs> I take out my sword. <laughs> <laughs> no, and he, and he goes, he goes, and he's trying to argue with them, right? He goes, we're fourth level. It's going to kill us. And they're like, yeah. You know, so, they go ahead and attack. And he goes, and then he, you know, this is over text message. He goes, I think our GM fudged some rolls because we were able to kill it. And I'm like, there's no way four fourth level characters can kill a Beholder. That thing must have a ton of hit points. It has those stupid eye stalks. stalks,
0: That's why I don't like Beholders. I don't don't like Beholders with all those eyeballs.
1: And they shoot all kinds of uh, rays at you. Death rays and fireballs or whatever. There's like... I don't know how many eyes it has or stalks, but every stalk has an eye, and every eye has a, its own uh, magic. Its own spell. special power. Yes, and one of them is ray of like ray of death or something.
0: Yeah, I would <laughs> I would stay away from the beholders if I was you. A ray of death. I've never seen a ray of death.
1: Yeah, they're pretty dangerous. They kill people. The weird thing is, if it gets you down to zero hit points, if you you disintegrate, there's no resurrection. There's no, no raising you from the dead because it you're just gone
0: so you might not want to bring out one of these things <laughs> and then and then, if you like your party
1: and then you know beholders are very secretive and they're they don't like they're not dumb right they're pretty smart they don't put themselves just like a mind flayer they don't put themselves in the position of being able to uh, being attacked or or what do you call it a weakened state right so they they usually have their own warrants or their own uh
0: their own house
1: yeah their own whatever to keep or whatever but the thing is is that because they levitate and there was i had never thought of this there was a i don't know where i read it i don't know if it's in the monster book or in a supplemental book or anyway in that book that i read it, it was an e-book that they talked about because they levitate they don't they don't they're not on a two uh what is it uh a 2D level plane, they can go up and down. So their warrens or where they hide out have passages that go up and down, which makes it difficult for regular people, unless you can have fly a or whatever yeah. to navigate these things. And they, and they say that the beholders like these vertical uh, tunnels and that where they can go up and go back and get behind people and attack them from behind. And they're really, and I go, wow, that's really crafty. That's, that's some serious coolness right there.
0: Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, uh, I think that that's pretty cool. We've run across other monsters, right? We've played in in Call of Cthulhu and Cthulhu. Oh yeah, is a pretty big monster. Yeah, you probably don't. You know, he's gonna drive you insane sooner yeah. or later. And then I know Saul's favorite monster is the Lindworm from um, Sleep. Was it called sleep Camp? Oh, Saul
1: even mentioned that
0: game. <laughs> <laughs> It was a that was a horrible monster. <laughs> I don't even know what it I don't even know what
1: it was. I don't either. But it, <laughs> it tried was to spell kill of us. nightmares, that's yeah. what it is.
0: So there's all kinds, I mean, in a in a world now where a lot of the games are gothic horror or just horror or I mean, there's xenomorphs out there. Right. So there's all kinds of monsters, but these are just some of the ones that were interesting and that people thought were their favorite.
1: Right. I think it's interesting that some of the monsters that made the list are some of the monsters that i always been intrigued by. But like I said, the Mimic I've never used and or the Mind Flayer or the Beholder, I don't know why. I just think that the ones that I think that they're, they're really, really powerful and Frayed, at least with my current group of 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 my son and that group.
0: Shoot first, ask questions well, later.
1: shoot first, <laughs> ask questions later. But also is they, they have the mentality that I wouldn't put something in front of them that they wouldn't be able to defeat.
0: That's... That a lot a lot of groups have that, and some groups don't. It depends right. on you know when we play with our friend Chris, he's always very cautious, right? <laughs> and which the boys, the boys are like, he just he wants to think it through, which they like to do. Yeah. But he's like, well, we shouldn't do this. It's gonna get us killed. Right. And they're like, we should do this because we can take it. <laughs> yes.
1: Usually he's on the opposite, arguing on the opposite side, <laughs> the opposite side of on the side of reason. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which is, you know, a lot of D&D groups, they don't have a lot of reason.
0: <laughs> so lots of people have favorite monsters. And, right. And it's always interesting to bring variety into your games.
1: Right. And like, like I said, the, the reason that these are my favorite monsters, the ones I mentioned, is because of so many memories that, that last for a long time, right? Last forever. Yeah. So.
0: So there you go. This is Game Perspectives with Saul Jolene.
1: You have a good day.